one, hello all, and welcome back to the All Things Rugby League podcast. I do apologize for the inconsistency of uploading lately. There's been a lot going on in my personal life, and I've been pretty unwell for the last couple of weeks. So again, I do apologize. Uh, We'll be hoping to get back to regularly scheduled programming. But first, we're just going to cover a issue that is becoming more and more of an issue in the NRL, and it seems to be the predominant issue surrounding this season. And we are just going to take a moment just to have a little brief individual segment discussing this issue. I am going to try and do this occasionally when the um, when it is called for in terms of when something happens in the game and when something needs a few minutes to be covered as its own story. I will be doing that and this is going to be one of those instances and we are going to be talking about what I am referring to as the NRL hip drop debacle. So the NRL's got a bit of a cluster truck on its hands at the moment because it seems to be cracking down on hip drop tackles and heavily penalising them. Although, once again, as was the case with the crackdown on head high contact last year, they forgot to clearly and unequivocally state the rules and standards that they would be setting before they started cracking down on anything that looked remotely like head high contact. And once again, they've done the same thing in that they have not been clear and concise about what exactly constitutes a hip drop tackle and what doesn't. And because of that, we have seen some ridiculous sin bins, such as the sin bin on Jake and Preston. And we've seen some ridiculous non-sin bins that should have been sin bin, like the one on Payne Haas last night on Regan Campbell-Gillard, which has actually seriously hurt Reg and could see him out for an extended period of time. He was sent to hospital to inspect whether or not he had suffered a hip fracture, which could be an eight to 12-week layoff. The news does seem to be good, but there's no doubt that Regan Campbell-Gillard will not be playing for Parramatta next week, or possibly for the next few weeks, thanks to the actions of Payne Haas. Now, I'm just going to make my stance on this issue perfectly clear in the sense that I do believe that the NRL should take steps to eradicate the hip drop from the game. It is a very, very dangerous tackle. It can end careers. It can end seasons. It is a horrible, malicious, nasty tackle. Even if it's not done with any intent, it is just something that needs to be out of the game. The same with cannonballs. They do need to be eradicated, but I think that if the NRL is going to implement one of their notorious crackdowns on it, then they need to be very, very clear with all of the clubs as to what is going to be constituted a hip drop tackle and not just kind of making it up on the fly when a situation comes and the question where there's a tackle made and the question becomes, is it a hip drop? Isn't it a hip drop? Nobody's got any idea. Let's go to the match review committee and they'll just probably make it up as they go along. So this is once again an administration issue for the NRL, I believe, where if they are going to be implementing these crackdowns, they do need to be very, very clear about what constitutes a hip drop because we saw the one with Jacob Preston against South Sydney where he was merely trying to strip the ball, it looked like. He did drop his weight to try and force the um, attacking South player to drop the ball, but he wasn't trying to drop his legs into the back his full body weight with his hips into the back of somebody's leg, which is what a hip drop is. He actually didn't make contact at all. And yet, Jacob Preston was sent to the Simbin for that. It was a complete joke. And then last night in the Darwin game that saw the Eels taking on the Broncos, we had Payne Haas very seriously injure Regan Campbell-Gillard by dropping his weight into the back of Regan Campbell-Gillard's legs. And he shockingly escaped punishment on the field and is now looking at a two-week suspension with a um, contested charge and one week with a guilty plea. Whereas Regan Campbell-Gillard... The worst case scenario has him sitting out for anywhere between 8 to 12 weeks. It's just... Look, the NRL needs to own this. They need to come out and say, yep, we stuffed up. We're not great when communicating, implementing these crackdowns. Here's exactly 
by the letter of the law what is going to constitute a hip drop. If you are trying to tackle a player from behind and you drop your full weight of your legs and your hips into the back of their legs to buckle them over, then you are going to be sinbin slash sent off and given a however many weeks the match review committee decides to charge with. But there's just been situation after situation and shout out to Phil Gould. I'm sure his head's exploding because we all know how he feels about officiating. That's inconsistent. But it is just becoming a situation where commentators, expert analysts, and even just fans are all saying to each other, that's not a hip drop, that was a hip drop, and nobody's got any idea because the rules are about as vague and unclear as they could possibly be. But I do have to say, the case last night with Payne Haas, even by the very vague and not quite very clear rules about what is a hip drop, Payne Haas's tackle last night on Regan Kevill-Gillard ticked every single box. And for him not to be sent off or sent to the sin bin while Jacob Preston was for dropping to the ground and trying to strip the ball. I mean, I mean, bless the officials and bless the referees. They've got probably one of the worst jobs in professional sport in being officials for sporting games. And we all know where the scapegoat goes for losing teams fans to throw their ire at. Spoiler alert, nine times out of ten, it's the referees. And I do absolutely say that ref abuse should not be tolerated, but... The NRL's biggest problem with their officials is and has been for a very long time their inconsistency. One week, what is a penalty sin bin send off is not the next. And it, the inconsistency, it's just incredibly infuriating. And I do believe that the NRL has to take the responsibility for that because I don't think the referees individually can take responsibility for all of them. There are some times where calls and bad calls absolutely fall onto the official making them, looking at you, Ashley Klein, for that Cowboys-Tigers debacle. But there are also times where they are just following the rules as they are given to them, and the rules that they are given to them put them in these unwinnable positions. Another example is with the Jerome Luai Tyson Frizzell hair pull from last week. Now, Graham Annesley did come out and say that by the letter of the law, the referee's call was right to penalise Tyson Frizzell for pulling on the hair of Jerome Luai. But Graham Annesley also confirmed that the referee was in a no-win position because if he didn't penalise the hair pull, it would have been just as bad as if he did. Well, depending on which fan base you're talking about, but on a general sense, one team would feel dudded and the other team would feel justified. So I do think that the NRL needs to do a bit of housekeeping in terms of cleaning up their rules and making things more clear and concise for their officials so that they are not put in these positions where they are making incorrect calls, making bad calls based on the bad guidelines they have to go off and putting themselves in these positions where the officials themselves become the scapegoats. I mean, more times than not, the NRL officials are doing their jobs to the very best of their ability and they are for a large part quite good at what they do however they are bound by the by the book guidelines they must follow as it is those guidelines that more often than not end up putting these officials in bad positions now there's no doubt the officials cop a lot of flack and the biggest complaint that i would say pretty much all nrl fans have is that the inconsistency of the refereeing is just infuriating and that does fall squarely on the head of graham annesley and the nrl and if they need to do a rehaul of the rule book in order to make it clear and concise so they're not putting their poor referees in this situation then that's what needs to happen otherwise they just need to start being consistent honestly because some of the inconsistencies that we've seen to start this season have just been absolutely mind-boggling far be it from me to try and put all of the blame on officiating but it does seem that the inconsistencies are more noticeable than ever so i do think that graham annesley and peter valandis and andrew abdo have some cleaning up to do 
in order to make sure that the referees are protected from sort of abuse that is not their fault for things that they cannot control. They are just doing their job by, by the guidelines that they have to follow. Now, as for Payne Haas, oh, look, as a New South Wales Blues fan, I am loath to say this, but I think he needs to be suspended for three to four weeks for that tackle, regardless of the state of injury to Regan Campbell-Gillard. By every metric possible, it was a hip drop tackle, and that is one that needs to be punished severely. If the NRL are serious about this crackdown and getting this out of the game, then that's what needs to happen. The fact that Payne Haas has copped basically a slap on the wrist of a one-match suspension too if he contests it and loses it, which I doubt the Broncos will even try. That just shows to me that this whole crackdown thing is just absolute nonsense and that the NRL are not serious. I mean, we were all infuriated when they went overboard and overkilled it during Magic Round a couple of years ago where they were penalising and sending people off. Josh Papali'i got sent off for a tap that was just above the shoulders and that infuriated everybody, but it did actually... <laughs> go a long way to taking dangerous head-high contact out of the game for a little while. Now, of course, it creeps its way back in every now and then, but it wasn't happening at nearly the same rate. But it's just, look, the blame for this has to fall on the NRL. And if they were serious, they would have tried to make an example out of Panhouse, which might not have been fair to Payne. As we all know, he's not a malicious player. This isn't something he goes out to do intentionally, but nine out of 10 players don't. But they were making examples out of people in Magic Round. And if they are serious about this crackdown and getting this tackle out of the game, then they should have done that. But they haven't, as usual. But I'm sure we'll see a Jacob Preston-style tackle next week. That'll cop a four-week suspension for absolutely nothing because that is the level of inconsistency we have seen from the NRL of late. So basically... I don't have the answers, I don't have the solutions, but I do think that there needs to be a question posed to Graham Annesley the next time he fronts the media about this. I do think that the Brisbane Broncos should be thanking their lucky stars that the NRL are so inconsistent, otherwise they would have probably lost their star player for a lot longer, and I'm sure Brad Fittler's breathing a sigh of relief, but I don't think it's fair, and it's just... You do have to protect your players. You have to put player welfare first. But the thing is that the NRL needs to put player welfare first across the board, not just when it suits them. And so those are my thoughts on the hip drop debacle. We will be continuing our previews and our recaps along with the season projections that will be coming after round nine because we will be a third of the way through the season. So have a good day. Enjoy the games today, guys. But until then, I will see you next time. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, and good luck.